You're listening to Going Legit. I'm Rachel Dorsey. In this special episode, you're invited to observe a one-on-one mentorship session with a creative, maker, entrepreneur, or a person who wants to be one. Our goal, as always, is to offer a window and a mirror to help you see a reflection of yourself and your challenge or success, while also seeing beyond your situation to what might be possible. This is Going Legit. I'm so glad you're here. I'm so happy to be with you again, Jenny. I know, me too. How have you been? <laughs> What's been going on for you since the huddle? Um, honestly, I've been so like head down because I'm part of a mastermind right now. And it ends the end of the month. And I literally am tomorrow um, sending out my uh, emails for... Um, driving people to register for my webinar and then I'll have my webinar in a week and then that will be launching my boot camp and then my boot camp will be teaching people how we'll do a four week start to finish um, create a room so they'll um, we're going to do a living room first because that's the one that um, people pulled and said that's what the number one room they want to work on first so we will I will basically I'm going to be their design shoulder pit (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> or a design shoulder angel where I'm going to te- um, guide them through and teach them the steps that they need to do it so then they can um, continue to do that for themselves because I want to empower other women to be able to change their homes, but also from doing that, change their lives because they can change their environment. They feel that they're not a victim of, I can only have a beautiful home when I have more money and all that kind of stuff. So um, it's been really in depth. I've just honestly just been head down working as much as I can. A lot of ups and downs with, um, with that because it's the imposter syndromes. It's so crazy because I know what I'm going through, but it's still all those feelings are legit. Uh, uh. <laughs> You're still there. Um, but then it's, um, but then I'm like, okay, I'm just, I'm going to, here's my tools here. I'm going to try this. I'm going to try this. I'm going to try that. And sometimes I'm like, oh, I, you know, so I've got these tools to use, um, but you still go through them. And even though you know, you're going through them. Um, but so I feel very blessed that um, I've been so busy that I haven't really had time to stress about what else is going on in the outside world, because I've been so head down trying to get this done at a time frame. Um Although I am affected and I was affected, like I would have days like where I'm like, okay, this is what's going on in the outside world. And you feel that. Um, and I know you felt that deeply and I can tell you, you're like, your body is like totally <laughs> responding when I'm saying that. <sighs> yeah. So, um, and then dealing with the kids, with them trying to figure out what's going on and trying to process what's going on. That's been different. And I had a daughter who had a lot of anxiety with it too. Um, so we had to, I had to take a two day break and just like delve down into like helping her process things and helping her work through everything um, so that she didn't develop a, a deeper ne- negative neural pathway of anxiety with it. Um, mm. Because I, I know I've been those, I've been there, I've had those issues. So I know I'm like, okay, let's knit this in the bud. Let's, let's try to help her as soon as we can before it starts becoming a really deep pathway of that her brain just wants to go into as a habit. So for sure, for sure. Yeah. A lot. It's a lot. Yeah. It's all a lot. Um, so I know that you are at the early stages of a big pivot in your business. You have mm-hmm. built a following, mm-hmm. you've built a brand around your Instapot 
creations, your cookbook, your, um, you know, sharing your meal prep, all of that stuff. And that is what, that's what has given you sort of a foothold in the marketplace. Um, but I also Mm -hmm. understand that you have been pivoting because what your real passion is, is this making your space more comfortable so that you can live a better life. Um, Mm -hmm. and when I think about what you are doing now, is actually, I mean, it's just such a perfect time to be launching these things that you're launching because mm-hmm. people are spending so much more time in their homes. And I think yeah. that the fact that the fact that you really focus on like doing it with what you have or doing it within your, your means is critical because there's mm-hmm. a lot of people who are just feeling really strapped for cash right now. So I think that your, I think that your, your methods, I think your approach I think that your sort of your why are all really relatable. Um, and I'm mm-hmm. curious what what challenge or struggle I might be able to m- be most supportive with tonight. Well, because, uh, the, well, here, there's a few things. The, um, the boot camp is not free. So the webinar okay. is going to be free. It's a masterclass. So there is a little bit of like, is it going to be um, techni- technically people see interior designers as a luxury service? Um, I want to make sure that people feel that it's still capable and they still can do that, but they are going to have to pay for that service. But even though they're getting one-on-one coaching co- co- coaching and guiding and, yeah. and they're getting a bunch of resources and everything. So they're still getting that. But part of me feels a little bit like, yeah, there's the, those people who want to... I'm still able to give free content on Instagram for everyone who can't afford the bootcamp. And so that I feel good about, but then, um, it is, there is that worry of like, am I going to be able to have a successful launch one because I've pivoted and I don't know if I've spent enough time really showing my authority in this new, um, niche to them, new to them niche of, of seeing me, or they only see me as the the, re, the recipe creator. Um, or can they also now see me as an authority for them in design? Uh, did I spend enough time doing that before I've launched? And so there's that hesitancy, like, when my, is my webinar going to be good enough because of that? Are they going to be upset and feeling betrayed? I know that there's some feelings of betrayal. Like, I, I know there's some feelings of trust being broken to my audience because they've been like, you just like pulled the rug out from under us and we're here for instant pot. And now how, how do you know something else? So. How do you know that? Cause I've heard you say, I that don't before. know. So, have you lost well, followers? I have a, a cup. Oh yeah. I, I lose about a hundred followers every time I post. <laughs> so it, it stinks. Wow. But, but I, but then I think about all those who are staying and I'm like, I, I, I just need to, and Jenny told me this too. She's like, just don't look at the analytics. And so I try not to, when I go up to my profile, I try to squint and not see my number. Yeah. So that way, I, and also my likes have like gone way down and I'm like, okay, I'm thinking that everyone else's in feeds, their likes have gone down too. And mostly people are in stories right now too. And so I'm just going to ignore that for six months, like Jenny said, and just give good content and teach and show up like, and then, and then assess. And so I'm like, okay, I'm going to just trust trust that process but it is hard I felt a lot of like people pleasing and wanting to fix it because a lot of that stems from childhood um, from being bullied and all that stuff so um so but just more recently I'm like you know what I've I know that 
the more I really show up in the way that I am the most passionate for, I'm going to be way more helpful, way more beneficial to anyone than anything else I do. So I, but I do have a passion for food and sharing good food and recipes. And I love the food photography part of it. So I'm still trying to figure out how to keep it in a happy marriage. Or if I have to just say for a season, I need to say, um, put to sleep or just to set aside the food thing until I get really niche down. And then I can start sprinkling the food back in, in order for people to feel like I'm a, uh, um, an authority for them in the home space too. So if that makes sense. Great. So, um, I have several follow-up questions. So the first, the first okay. issue that you posed to me right now is, um, will my launch be a success? How can I make my launch become a success? And my first question to you is what does success look like? Is it 20 people? Is it 2,000 people? What is success? I want to pay, to me, the success is, well, there's two folds. Uh, success is um, monetary. I want to be able to pay back what I've invested in this mastermind. Okay. So that to me, um, I would love, I would love that. And then the other success is I want to be able to have people take the course and be, um, or the boot camp and just be, you know, be able to affect their lives. I know that their lives are going to be affected and they're going to have amazing results. Um, so that I feel like is inevitable. That part of success is going to be inevitable. So I just, I want the other part. Yeah. Have you, um, have you priced it? Yeah. <laughs> so I was planning on, spe- um, it's going to be a four week and it was going to be 297. 297? Mm-hmm. Okay. 297 for four weeks. Okay. And how long, how long is your webinar? Is it a one hour? Yeah. And it, plus, so it's a one hour plus like overage for like Q and A and things like that. Sure. 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 Um, and is that, so this is, this is your funnel. So it's like your funnel is you've got your, um, you've got your followers, free webinar. then you've got your free webinar and then you're trying to sell them into that, into the boot camp. Yeah. Are there mm-hmm. any other catch catching mechanisms that you can monetize for for that are like a cheaper offer for the people who aren't going to be mm-hmm. committing to that two ninety seven, but who might still want some more from you? Um, I, no, not yet, but I could. I could do some um, create uh, some room looks, and I could say, hey, you could purchase this room look. Um, so I could do that. It's an idea. I mean, it's, yeah. it's an idea. Have you done the math on, presumably you have, but have you done the math on how many people will have to attend, will have to buy the four-week boot camp? Mm-hmm. And I would need... A, go ahead. Yeah. I would need about 33 people to join the, the group. Okay. Great. And so have you done any work around attrition? So, for example, however many people... Um, register for the webinar. So do you have a sense of those figures? Yeah, I don't have it in front of me, but I I have a spreadsheet that says like, I need to have this many people register, this many people that need to attend, this many people, things like that. Great. Amazing. So you already have a really solid sense of what you, what needs to happen in order for, and you also have a really solid sense of what your goal is. Do you have a solid Mm -hmm. sense of how you're going to market to these people to, to get them to say yes? You have all that stuff squared Mm -hmm. away. Um, yeah, so that was part of the mastermind is that it Beautiful. literally teaches you how to do that. So, um, I have, I had pre-wrote all my like emails 
driving to register and then the reminders and then the sales. So I have all those done. I'm literally putting that in today um, into the system so it can be auto sent. Great. Um, and have you, have you been doing any work on your feed and in your stories around, and I've, I've been watching, so I know what you're doing, but have you done <laughs> any work around this specifically? Like, have you mentioned the webinar yet? Have you mentioned, uh-uh. and that's tomorrow. Okay. So tomorrow is the, oh, that's so exciting. Tomorrow's <laughs> the launch. Okay. <gasps> Fantastic. So, mm-hmm. so it sounds to me like you really have a solid sense of how. I think the perhaps the biggest challenge for you is actually the imposter syndrome piece. Would that be a fair? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like I know that I'm talented in this. I know that I'm valuable in this, but will other people view that? And, and also, is this insensitive or is this okay to come at the time when some people have lost their jobs and they really do need me as a free resource? But but then again, there's there are people who are still purchasing and still buying and, and doing that too. So... Yeah, so so I definitely want to respond to that, um, which is to say that by not offering what you have to people, you're depriving the people who want to buy and who have the means and opportunity or who will benefit so greatly from spending this, you know, under $300 gift to themselves that, that you know, instead of going and buying a bunch of stuff at Target online... They're gonna instead invest in this, yeah. and then they're gonna they're gonna have even more feel goods and more benefits as a result. Um, and y- you know, the people who can't afford it won't. They'll, you're giving them a free webinar. They'll come to mm-hmm. your free webinar. I mean, presuming if your webinar is good enough to convert people, to convert thirty three people to make that investment, then your webinar is good enough for the people who want something for free to feel like it wasn't a waste of their time. So you know. I've been watching what you're doing. I know that you have what it takes. You know you have what it <laughs> takes. Um, the quality is there. The personality is there. Um, I think that Jenny Commenda is 100% right that like looking at the metrics and paying attention to losing the followers is um, really, really crushing and debilitating. But I want to remind... It stopped me from sharing like freely because I was like crap. But then even when I would share a recipe, I still wasn't getting the same response as before. And so I'm like, I can't make them happy no matter what I do right now. (laughs) And what I want to say is it's not about, it's not you. It's, it's, Mm. it's the state of the world and it's the time that you're building in right now. Mm. Because as much as people say that Instagram is still a free for all, it is absolutely not. Like when did you start your account? How long ago? Um, this one I started in 2017. 2017, okay. September. And when did most of the growth happen for you? Um, the biggest growth within, growth was in two, uh, between, for December of 2007, uh, 2018 through, no, basically 2018 was the biggest growth. I like yeah. grew the most that year. So in like the first, so you've been doing it now for what, three and a half years? Mm-hmm. The first year and a half was mm-hmm. the biggest growth. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that jives with everything that I've seen in the marketplace. Like the people who are hitting it hard with good content, with high quality photos, like those are the people who are growing. So you being in a place now where you're losing followers, where, where engagement is falling off, that's actually not at all about you. And it's happening mm. across the board 
whether people are sharing it or not. I don't know if it's that the algorithm changed. I don't know if it's that people are just oversaturated and fatigued, but it's not you. I really I've seen a lot of proof of otherwise though. There's a lot of people continuing to like really grow. Have you discussed it with any of them? Have you have you understood what it is that they're doing that's allowing them to grow? Just really good content and people sharing. Yeah. People sharing about them and things like that. Yeah. Too. So so I that is what I'm seeing. What I'm seeing that's working and I'm barely putting time and energy into into a growth strategy right now because because social media is not where I make my money but I do love it mm-hmm. um and you know you didn't know me before recently but I have made you know I've d- exponentially I'm spending exponentially more intention on my social media presence than I have been the previous mm-hmm. however long you know decade that I've had social media mm-hmm. um but what I'm seeing and what I'm hearing from the people who make their money from their following is that hashtags, shares, uh, sort of like buddy campaigns, like giveaways mm-hmm. and campaigns, um, those are effective growth tools. I haven't seen you do too much of that. Yeah, I'm going to start sharing more. Um, I, I did a giveaway and it just, it wasn't right to do that kind of giveaway yet for my followers because I was still in the middle of like transitioning and sure. it was like all home accounts. And so. Sure, sure. Yeah. I do hashtags. I research them. I do all the 30 as much as I, like I do all that. Awesome. So make sure they're not blocked. Yeah. And things like that. But yeah, I do need to do more sharing and I, I do tag people. Um, but I, I think I need to like team up with some more people now that I'm like, okay, this is now what I'm focusing on and this is what I want to do. Yeah. Now I can go in and say, Hey, do you want to switch and share and share each other? Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. I would say takeovers. I would say, you know, I want to feed, you know, here's this great work that this person did, um, or here's a great recipe that this person did, um, so that you're still giving your people the content that they came for, but maybe mm-hmm. you're not making it. Mm -hmm. Um, and then that also then, oh, wow, she featured me. And it doesn't always have to be accounts that are bigger than yours. Sometimes the smaller accounts Mm -hmm. are the ones that have the more loyal followings, um, who, you know, when someone is recommended or someone else is sharing about them, they're like, Ooh, who's that? And then they click through and they're like, Oh, who's that? And then they like, and then they're like, Oh, this is, this is great stuff. I'm going to follow this. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think those are all, those are all solid strategies and it sounds like you're doing it. So when you talk about your business, um, mm-hmm. I've heard you say just now that you aren't sure if you should just drop off the Instapot entirely or if you should. Yeah, recipes. Yeah, yeah, or if you should still do both. And I'm curious mm-hmm. why, when you also say that you enjoy the food photography piece, why would you? why do you think that it would be smart to just do home? Uh, because I, time and time again, whenever I just discuss this with like other experts and even when I listen to podcasts, they say niche down, niche down, um, and become known for being an expert in that niche. And so, uh, and that's where the people make the biggest growth and the biggest revenue. Um, and especially when it's a popular niche, instant pop was a huge popular niche. And so I grew easily because I was one of the first people on Instagram with that name, um, and so I was like one of the first four accounts. So it that's you just grow that way. It's a it's a trending thing. So um, yeah, I 
I've heard so many people say, you're going to have to choose. You're going to have to choose one or the other. And I'm like, well, food is part of home too. <laughs> but yeah. Um, so, and, 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 and I look at Joanna Gaines. Uh, she is a, a huge um, like example to me of like what's possible. And she totally was knees down and did, and did home. But now she does food. And now she's really concentrating on food and not necessarily the home stuff as much, at least not broadcasting. Um, she does still do it locally. But, um, and so I'm like, well, it can work for Joanna. It can work for me. But she was niche down at first. And then she, she broadened. And so... I don't know. I'm like, um, and also because my brain, like I can be so focused on like, Ooh, and I can keep creating a new recipe every day, but then like, I'm so focused on that. Then I don't focus on the home stuff. So I feel like my brain wants to compartmentalize it too. Mm -hmm. And so then I'm like, some days I'm just like a recipe, like a recipe week. And then another time I'm like, well, I just want to focus on home stuff this week. Um, and actually have like 30 recipes in the docket that need to get put up on my blog that I just haven't had the time to put into it because I'm trying to concentrate on this mastermind and focus more on home stuff so I can share, have more things to share so I can also then be more of an authority in that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So. so when you look at the the time that you're spending on the different things that you're spending it on, you're spending time on your blog, you're spending time um, building this course that you hope to sell, you're spending time on your social media, engaging, posting, creating content. Um, when you look at your total income that's coming from this work, what percentages are coming from what categories <laughs> or will potentially come from which categories? Yeah. That's yeah. So definitely want to right now. I just finally got, um, ads on my site. So I'm finally pulling in revenue. So I'm like, woohoo. So right now I can kind of just allow that to be bringing me some income in. I honestly, that's the only income that's coming in. I have some eBooks out too, but besides when I launched them, they really aren't bringing hardly anything in right now. Um, so I could, I need to do something with Facebook ads to launch that better. Um, I don't know anything about Facebook ads. So again, that'd be another thing that I'd have to delve into and learn sure. or pay for someone to do. Sure. Um, but I, uh, um, so potentially I feel like the home could be, I don't know, there's two different business models, food bloggers and my recipe, my blog kid, people make five figures um, as a food blogger. You know, there's a potential to be big there too, but it's like, a, a different business model than doing this boot camps, and so I'm like, it's really hard to keep running two different businesses. Yeah. So, so I'd like to talk a little bit about just generally personal goals. Okay. Like if we if we forget about how you're spending your time, and if we forget about uh, where you're making your money. And we forget about what you like to do. We just go to a blank slate. And I asked Jenny, like, what do you want it to look like when you wake up in the morning? Like, what do you, what do you, I'm going to come at this a little bit of a different way. I'm super curious to understand, like, what is motivating you? Because you've been, you've been doing this for several years and if you you just started getting ad revenue, does that mean that for the last several years you have been making zero dollars from this business? Yeah. So why? Except are, for my eBooks. Cool. What is the motivating factor for you? 
Is it that you know that if you put in the sweat now for five, like is money the motivator? Is, is this, is this your sense of purpose? Is it a way to stay, to like utilize your brilliance in an effective way while you're also having home responsibilities? Like what is your driver and what is your goal? What are you work like what what motivates you and what are you moving towards? Well, my um is that meaning towards like why did I spend so much time on the instant pot if I want to then move? Is that what kind of what you're talking about now? No, I'm you know, I oh. I know that you love Joanna Gaines. <laughs> um I'm curious like when you look at yourself in 10 years. Mm-hmm. All this time, energy, effort, heart mm. that you've put in, what does it give you back? Is it a big following so that people like you and you feel that sense of validation? Is it um, you have developed an expertise in something and you're able to change a lot of people's lives? Is it that people see you as um, however they see you and you make a ton of money? Like what? what is it? Like, what is the motivator and what is the goal? My ultimate goal is I want, I've always dreamed of this dream house. I don't want to teary eyed, but there's a house that I've planned and I've dreamed and I sleep when I go to sleep at night. It's the dream house that I have. I actually have it on my vision board. Um. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, yeah. Where is it? Right there. I actually mm-hmm. saw it made in real life in a neighborhood that I lived in for two years and it was down the secure road and I never even saw it. And I had the floor plan saved on Pinterest forever. And then I went back and I was like, Oh my gosh, it's the same house. Like someone built it from that floor plan. Wow. Um, um, and it's not going to be just like that, but anyway, um, that dream house, I, I want to live in that dream house. I want to welcome people there. I want to live in it. I just like, I see myself gardening in it. I see my kids playing in the backyard. Like I see myself gathering in the kitchen and, Um, and I, the other motivator is I want to help other women be empowered and not be victim of their lives, no matter what kind of, um, life that they've lived. Like that is so rewarding to when I teach someone how to do something and I see their face light up because they are now feeling empowered. That is like Christmas morning to me, like the best thing ever and I I just want um because to me I've overcome so much in my life and I had to learn to accept that those are just stories that I'm telling myself I don't have to live a victim life and um and I want to teach women how to do that because recipes are amazing and that helps us like be a part of like joining and gathering with our family and enjoying being with our family enjoying yummy food but the true impact that I want to make I selfishly do want to be that impactful to other people yeah. <laughs> but mostly because I know that I want them to be able to feel free so mm-hmm. have you shared this like have you um, have you have you spoken to your audience direct address and said this is why I do what I do. This is why this is why I spend hours putting together a beautiful photo. It's because I want to teach you how to do this so that you can move 
through victim is victimhood. And I mean, you said it so beautifully, I wouldn't try to put words in your mouth. Have you done that? I did, um, part of that. Um, but I'm going to do this, like what I just shared, I'm going to do that part of this as part of this um, webinar. So I'm going to start doing it that way. Um, but I did share one before, like why home is important to me because of the abuse that I grew up with and, and, um, and me wanting to create a beautiful home that I felt safe in, that I felt like I could thrive in, um, that I wasn't embarrassed of when people would come over because my, um, my parent, my dad had a lot of hoarding tendencies. And so that was also part of it. So yeah, I did share that and a lot of people resonated with that and they were like, oh, now I understand why home is so important to you. Mm -hmm. And then some of the, two of the people who actually were giving me some kind of kickback before in comments, they then DM'd me after I had shared that and they're like, I totally get it. And they were just like, hey, can you help me with this room? (laughs) (laughs) People really just want to connect. They, they want to, and I think, I think especially now people are really interested in what's real um and i think that when you when you share like you just did from your heart i think people understand mm-hmm. why and they see your why and they see a piece of themselves in you and that's going to make them want to connect and pick up what you're putting down i think that in your marketing for your webinar mm-hmm. i think that I, I i wouldn't wait until you have them in the webinar I would start no. speaking this message. That's tomorrow. The launch? No, I'm, but you, I'm, so my emails start sending out tomorrow and then I'll be starting to like pr- talk about that and, um, and I want to be sharing like In this your email? To, no, in, on stories. So I'm oh, going to be sharing like what I just shared with you. I'll be doing that starting tomorrow. Perfect. Perfect, perfect perfect fantastic and you're gonna make it a little like a special highlight that's like my mm-hmm. why mm-hmm. fantastic so so I totally hear you about the dream house it's gonna happen for you someday whether it's because <laughs> um, you know whether it's because your husband gets a promotion or it's because you um, aggressively build this business and save, save, save your money and stockpile it so that eventually you're able to be like, boom, here we, here we go. That's going to happen for you. But I really encourage you to like double down on the piece where you're impacting other people. It's, that's where the feel goods come. It's not from the likes, it's not from the follows. Of course it is to some degree, but that's like that's like the fake feel good that can like go up and down really easily and can like mess with your emotions. <laughs> but it's the it's the consistent sense of having an impact on people. It's like one DM from somebody or one phone call from a friend who says, "Wow, that experience or from a client, wow, that experience changed my life." That's like mm-hmm. a 10 on the yeah. scale of one to five, you know? So those, yeah. that's what you need to be going after. Not, and, and again, Jenny's right. Like not riding that roller coaster of I got to build my following. Oh, what do the people want? Who cares what the people want? Because if you, you need to do what lights you up inside and you need to share what resonates for you and some people aren't going to like it. And that is not your problem because you are there for you 
and the right people are going to come out of the woodworks and find you, especially if you're doing all those best practices of the 30 hashtags and sharing and following and all the things that you do. So, um, I mean, I just, I just feel like you're doing all the right things. Yeah. <laughs> uh, only recently, I feel like I yeah. am doing that. So I'm like, okay, I just need to trust. Um, and that when you, when you start, I feel like what's happening right now is things are like the old building is crumbling down so I can build the new building. And that's kind of what's happening. Yeah. And I'm just trying to be patient with that, that this is part of it and that's okay. And that growth is going to happen. And it's not always going to be linear. It can literally be just like point, boom. It doesn't, you never yeah. know. I'm like, who knows who's following me who might say, hey, can you be on, can we feature you in this magazine? Or can we, can I be on a podcast? <laughs> you know, you just never know, like, just keep doing what lights me up with the focus that of who I'm going to serve. And, and just, I keep trying to remind myself when I'm feeling overwhelmed and feeling like imposter syndrome, just focus on the one, focus on the one person. Um, and, and that should be enough. And then I try to remember all like the people who have, like I've worked with and the testimonials that I've had and, um, and people are excitingly wanting to share with me, um, uh, you know, the improvements that they've made because of the things that I've taught them. Um, that just, it makes me so happy for them. So let's talk a little bit about niching down and let's talk a little bit about your sort of your brand statement. When I was looking through your stuff, I saw that what you say is that you, that you, your work is empowering women. I'll, I'll just throw that in empowering women to cook mm -hmm. with your instant pot while creating a home you love on any budget. That's mm -hmm. your brand statement. And I think that it, it, has it shifted? I saw it was on your mm -hmm. website. So what is yeah. it now? Oh yeah. I guess on my website, I need to, I need to change. I need it's to still that. on your um, website. So, yeah. <laughs> on Instagram, it's, um, it's, um, I'm home coach. I don't even remember what my tagline exactly says right now, but I'm a home coach and I um, um, help women to feel whole in their home. Mm -hmm. And then I said decor strategist, um, efficiency expert, um, real food and wellness, something like that. But I've decided I need to actually do that a little bit more, a little bit differently, especially with me launching this course. I feel like I need to be more, um, take out some of the other stuff and just just focus on the home, um, that I'm a home coach to, and, and something with empowering women to, um, cause I don't want to use the word victim. I never want to use that word victim. I feel like that's welcoming Walmart mentality mm. and I don't want that. <laughs> um, but empowering women to create their beautiful home now, um, not have to wait for someday. So, um, but in a way they don't know that this is part of it, but mindset is a huge part of it because in order for them to create the beautiful home now, they actually have to, that's the transformation that they want. That's the benefit that they want. But what really is going to get them there is the mindset part of it too, which is a huge component of it, like anything. Um, but I don't know how to, I kind of want to talk about that, but there's only so much room in that little Instagram bio. Um, so I kind of want to just mostly say that it's, the home based, but I want to figure out how to say it where I'm like, it's part of like a mindset thing, but there's not enough room. So, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, I don't know. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. 
So there's a bunch of little things that are floating around in my head. I'm just going to share them with mm-hmm. you just in case they sure. spark something for the future. Um, okay. Something that stood out for me uh, would be like a tagline, something like transform your home, transform your life. Um, or transforming your home one or transforming your life one room at a time. Or transforming your life one room at a time. Yeah. Hmm. Um, because that something like that, it gives a sense of uh, blah, blah, blah. what you're doing is you're doing a holistic approach to healing. That is a home, yeah. a home based holistic approach to healing. So mm-hmm. the food fits, the mindset fits, the wellness fits, the decor and the styling and the, um, feng shui, That's why I'm a home coach. you're a home coach. Absolutely. You're a home coach. Um, that's why I'm not saying I'm an interior designer. I'm like, that's why I say I'm a home coach. Cause it's like all those things, but then it's like not niche down enough because it's, but if it's my who vehicle, says? I don't know. Who says it's because not? Because it's like, cause there's, it's food. And then here's a, you know. So I feel but. super mixed on the niche thing. Niche, niche, niche. I, I'll just keep saying it all the ways and then I'll never be right, right or wrong. Um, but I've had this same conversation about the work that I do and I just, the work's still coming. Like I, I, you know, I haven't really niched down that much. I haven't really cut out a whole lot of the things that I do. I still do all the things that I like to do and I still do all the things that I'm good at and I talk about all of them and it hasn't been a problem. So I think... I think it really, I don't know. I think that as long as there's an anchor, to me, it's like as long as there's an anchor, then you can have different, you can, it's like a wheel, right? With spokes. So it's like, you know, transform your home, transform your life or like home coach or whatever it is. Um, That's your anchor or your hub. And then you have spokes. Mm -hmm. And I, yeah. I encourage you to think about that. And it's like, as, or it's like a table with like pillars. It's like as long as everything fits and you have a way of, of holding it all in a mm-hmm. bag or under an umbrella, whatever metaphor you want to use, I think it's great to have options so that different people can see a piece of themselves and hook into the thing that is going to be most meaningful for them as the like you know, hop it on the caboose and then they pick the train car they want to sit in. That was so many metaphors. I don't even know. But do you, but do you, do you know what I'm saying? Does that make sense to you? Yeah, no. Yeah. One of my other friends who um, does, uh, she's like a lifestyle Instagrammer too. And she's um, done some coaching with other people too. She's like, she's like, as long as you approach it, that you're with your branding, that, um, this is your vehicle, which is home coach. And then these are the different um, pillars of that vehicle. And she's like, and as long as you um, say, um, as part of being efficient and feeling good in my home, um, meal planning is really important to me. Mm-hmm. And so and that ha- ties it back in every single time. So she's like, keep figuring out how to say your wording when you share the different topics yeah that the wording is still cohesive and it ties back to your why each time or the vehicle each time Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so totally 
Yeah. I mean, and I feel like there's, there's some work that can be done. And like, once you have your, once you have your, your home coach and then your tagline. So whether it's like, you know, home coach, I'm just going to keep coming back to the one that I came up with because I like it, but transform your Mm -hmm. home, transform your life through food, wellness, mindset, and your, and clutter, for example, or space Mm -hmm. or whatever word you want to use. And then boom, that's your content. And you, you keep doing your instant pot. And then in terms of like, oh, do I make it here? You know, oh, then I'm going to go all in making this. And then, oh, now I'm going all in making that. Great. Go in, make all in making all of it when you're inspired to make all of it. And then just trickle it out. Yeah. Instead of doing and it. Just pl- yeah. Just say, okay, this is this day I'm doing it. And then this day, even though I've already had it pre-planned and yeah, I like batched it. But then I can just sprinkle it in in a more cohesive Yeah. What are your strategic plan? <laughs> what are your other monetization vehicles? Like how else how else are you thinking about monetizing this in the future? So you've got ad revenue, you've got your books, you've got yeah. your I've got some camp. affiliate links okay. that I I could do. Great. Um and I can do consulting some e-design if I wanted to do that. Um so there's some of that. Do you want to do that? Yeah, I yeah, to some degree, um, it would definitely have to be a higher ticket since my time is so valuable. It would have to be a higher ticket priced thing um, for sure. So, um, I just so, want to yeah. reflect. Oh, something. and I also wanted, I really wanted to do a retreat because I love, I really, I, with the whole COVID thing, but um, I really wanted to do like this retreat to Waco. And I know I was totally drawn against things, but again, I know a lot of people are in love with it and they would love to do like a girl's trip to Magnolia and like even go to um, Round Top where they have the big antique fair. I just looked at my board because it's on my board um, and I put it on my board for this year and I didn't even know why I felt I'm so I'm totally geek about vision boards. Like last year, it all came true. It was insane. So this year I did it and I was like, I don't even know why, but I feel pulled to this. So I'm going to go ahead and put it on. And then a few months later, I was like, oh, I could totally do a, like a girl's trip retreat and I could host like, um, here's how to like refinish furniture type of um, event. And we can do it um, at an Airbnb or whatever like that. And we rent it out and then we can go to the um, round top and like go shopping there. And I can like help them figure out what, because I geek out and love junking. I love getting um, like that kind of stuff. And so like, that's my other passion. I would love to do like buy the things and then sell them and let them go because I just love the thrill, the find and mm. admiring mm-hmm. these old pieces. Mm-hmm. Anyway. So, um, I thought about doing that, but now I don't know how that's going to happen, right. Whether that even could happen this year or not, but eventually I'd like to do some like, um, like retreats or something like that, like once a year or something. I love it. I love it. So I, um, I mean, to me, it sounds like you, you, you really have so, like some solid spokes here. You've got some really good, you've got a lot of really great things that you can offer. I loved seeing how you did that refinishing project and presumably you're going to put mm-hmm. that on your blog and then you, people will, mm-hmm. you know, I think that the more of that you share, the better. I think that the more antiques you share, the better. I think that if there are things 
that you have, like instead of having a garage sale, for example, like maybe you come up with a, like there is another thing that you do, which is a, you know, you, you sell these things through your channel. So it's like, cool. I got this, you know, here's this pot, got this at the, whatever, I'm going to refinish it, whatever, here it is. Here's the story behind it. I'm selling it for whatever. And it's like, you come up with a cute little hashtag or you even make a sub page um, that it's like the genuine home shop or something. There's mm-hmm. a million ways to do mm-hmm. it. But I think, I mean, I think all of these ideas are congruent. I think it all makes sense in this very holistic way. I think you're so right on target. Um, there's two things I wanted to say. One is that earlier on in this conversation, you mentioned that you struggle with imposter syndrome. Mm-hmm. And about two and a half minutes ago, you said, my time is so valuable. <laughs> and I just want you to write that down someplace that you see it every day because it's true. Your time is valuable. And the more that you own that and the more that you are able to say that as firmly and as in your power as you just said it to me, Without fear of me saying, no, it's not. Without fear of me saying, who do you think you are? And bullying you into submission. Like, the more you say that, the smaller and smaller and smaller that imposter voice is going to get. And you know that that voice is not yours. You know that that voice is all those people in your past who made you feel small so that they could feel big. And that was never Mm -hmm. about you. It was always about them. So just keep Mm -hmm. that. Your time is valuable. Own it, own it. That's your mantra. My time is valuable. And on that same note, don't do things that you don't like to do. Just stop doing them. Because if because I haven't heard from you right now that, well, I have to make the money to pay my mortgage. I haven't heard from you. Well, I have to pay, I have to make the money so that I can pay off my student loans. I, I did. I was like, I have to make the money on my my webinars or like my, uh, my boot camp so I can pay back my mastermind. Yeah. Because right now... Yeah, that's true. That's true. And you have a plan for that. But I'm talking about like the Mm -hmm. rest of your content stuff, the rest of the tough, the stuff that you spend your time on, just do the stuff, like do the things that light you up inside because the right people are going to find that. And, and the hope is that you're going to, you're going to pay off that mastermind. That's the hope. But if it's not this vehicle, it's going to be the next one. You don't, you're not stuck on just doing one boot camp. You know, you can do these in cycles if you need to. Mm-hmm. You can change things up. You can make some money from this retreat you're going to do someday. You can, you know, beef up the ad revenue. You can write another ebook and charge money for it. There's a lot of different ways that you can make the money to, to pay that piece back. Mm-hmm. I would also say... Um, uh, that knowing that your ultimate goal is this dream home and knowing that that for you is so much more than a home. It's like a symbolics. It's a sim- it's, it's a symbol of having made it and having so firmly detached from all the things that used to hold you back. It's a lot more than just a home. Um, and I also know that you're very practical and you're frugal and you don't spend where you don't need to spend. Um, I encourage you to either never again or to continue never spending money on stuff just to be able to show it 
online because that is going to become a temptation, um, especially when you see what other people in your space are doing. Well, I need to buy that thing so I can refinish that thing so that I can share that thing so I can tell that story. Mm-hmm. Do for yourself, and I don't know if this is resonating or not, but do this, do for yourself what you're encouraging other people to do, which is to live within their means, to work with what they have, to shine it up as best as they can, to release the things that no longer serve them, and to find you know beauty in what's already around you instead of looking for other ways to supplement that by spending the money. Sit on it. Well, there, yeah. Well, th- there will be. They do need to spend money sometimes. <laughs> sometimes these people have like no bed. <laughs> well, of course, so, yeah. of course. But yeah. what I'm, you know, I'm, I'm saying like, like your philosophy is is probably like in the same vein as like fewer better. Right? My mine is yeah, mine is like if I were to spend the money, it's going to be worth it on something that I need and it's quality and I will spend the money on something a little more expensive if it's it fits that, but I'm not of I'm not of the mindset of pushing people to buy things just to feel that like yeah, I'm I'm like my name says, I'm very genuine. I'm very sincere. Like yeah. if I don't do it, I can't I can't push that to someone else to do that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that that's right. I think that that's exactly right. And I think it's just, there can be, with success comes money. And with Mm -hmm. money comes the temptation to spend it. Mm -hmm. And so knowing, this is really just like, so that one more voice has said it to you because you you are already successful and you will be more and more successful the more and more that you go into this. It's it's already happening for you and it's gonna happen. You're doing the work, you're putting in the time, you're investing in yourself. You're doing all the right things. So the message really is just that temptation is going to come and just remember, although you can't forget because it's on your vision board, just remember that you have a bigger goal and the bigger goal is not a nicer couch. The bigger goal is your dream home. And that is a big chunk of change you're going to need for that. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. that's all I'm saying. <laughs> so how do you feel right now? How do you, do you feel like, do you feel like you have, um, that have helped you at, in any way? Like, do you feel like you, you, are there any other things that you want to talk about while we're, while we're chatting together, any ways that I can be helpful and get you through something? Well, I just, I, I like that you can, you encourage me to continue because, um, with going ahead and sharing part of those pillars, which is still food, because I kept feelings from so, so many different experts. I've had so many different experts in their field is doing, you know, this is how there's proven method is niche down, niche down, niche down. And I'm like, okay, so I've struggled literally in limbo for two years going, do I do this? Do I not? And I felt like such like anxiety. It was so frustrating. And finally last year I was like, forget it. I can't keep doing this. I'm going to just screw it. And I'm just going to like, just start sharing both. And then I started losing followers. Um, but then, but I still was like really hesitant about it. And so, but now I'm very much like, no, this is what I want to do. And this is what I need to do. And uh, it's still hard to be like, okay, but then I was like, maybe I do need to just drop off 
and calm down the food part just so I can build up the home part for a little bit. And then I can bring that back in a little bit. So I am still hesitant about it because I just hear so many people saying no niche down. And I, I do see evidence of people like growing with that, but, but I do know like deep down, like I'm okay giving up certain parts of like my business, but I love that food, the food photography part of it. And I think it's because it's the design part that I love so much, but I don't know. I, I, prefer taking food photos and those beautiful styled food photos than room photos, even though I love styling a room. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> so I'm like, okay, I know, I know I'm not supposed to give that up. There's some reason why that's so important to me too. So I'm still trying to figure out how to like honor myself. And so, yeah. A thousand percent. And I want to talk about that again for another minute, which is to say that I don't know if you followed follow Gary V. Gary Vaynerchuk. Yeah. Oh, I, well, I know who he is, okay. but yeah, not really. I'm, I get it. He's yeah. probably not like so much for you. He's, I love him. James Webmore is more, more of my, my, cool. my, my cool. niche. <laughs> my guy. Uh, cool. So, but, but what he talks about and what I believe to be true is that you need to put out what makes you happy. You need to be doing this for you. The right people will follow. I mean, the fact that you lose followers when you're posting the home stuff, you know, and you gained all your followers when you were doing the food stuff and you love the food photography more than you love the home, maybe that's telling you something. And it's not telling you stop doing the home. It's telling you do the things that, that you love to do. And maybe, maybe you'll come up with a way of sharing the home piece that isn't a beautiful after photo or a before and after. Maybe you'll find a way that's a little bit different, that's a little bit, um, you know, that, that, you know, you put the, f- the food on to do and then you do this one thing. Like maybe it's more like 15 minute challenges or it's more like a, a purge challenge or like whatever it is. I don't know. Not my niche. Not my niche. Niche. Mm-hmm. Niche. Niche. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to like ask my mother which way I'm supposed to pronounce it. Niche. Niche. Great. Niche. <laughs> I'll ask you. Niche. It's just, I'm just, somebody will call it a niche. Oh, it's all both ways. Great. Just like. It's probably a French just... word. It's probably a French word, so it should be niche. But anywho's. Um yeah, I just like do what you love and the people will follow. And again, what I like, there's just so many things to say, but it's like, it's not going to be the random person who like found your hashtag for, for whatever, who followed you like a month ago, who's going to buy your class. It's going to be the person who cried when they saw you crying and it's the person who said, oh, also me, when you shared this thing. And it's the person who's like, holy cow, she knows how to refinish a cabinet. I want to know how to refinish a cabinet. That's Those are going to be the people that buy your thing. And if you only need 33 people, you have, you know, 38,000 followers. And then you have all these other blog readers like you should be able to get to 33 no problem. You just have to keep telling them that that it's there, that it exists, that it is an offering for them and you might not get all 33 in the first round of it. You might need to yeah. you might need to have a few other people talking about how great it is. And 
There's all sorts of marketing strategies for how you could spread the word on that, but it sounds to me like you already explored all of those in your mastermind, so I didn't want to go into that in this conversation Mm -hmm. because you seem like you're very well taken care of in that regard. But if it turns out that those strategies don't work for these to to get you to your goal and you need to run it again um, and you want to explore some new strategies, let's chat again and let's talk about it. Um, But for me, I just think... You know, I just think own your power. You're so smart. You're so capable. Like so many people, including me, dream about having the kind of visibility that you have and the kind of following that you have. Um, And there was a time that you dreamed about it too. And you made it happen for yourself. Mm -hmm. Nobody gave it to you. You did it. You can do it again. For a long time, I felt like um, people were joining my Instagram (laughs) my Instant Pot page when it was Instant Pot um, because of only the Instant Pot. They just saw the name and they're like following. So for for like two years of having the account, I was like, they're not really even here for me. They're just here for Instant Pot. And so I never really even shared very much about me at all. It was just recipes. It was just me showing them how to do the recipes and like answering questions. And then I, then I was talking to another coach and she was like, she was like, they could go at any any place and follow them, but they're following you because they want to see you with the recipes. I'm like, no, they're really still here just for the instant pot because they don't have very many other places to go. And she's like, no, they're here for they're staying because of you. And so then when I realized that they were actually there for me and not just for the instant, I really honestly thought they're just here for instant pot. They're not here for me for two years. I felt that way, and so I've been slowly coming out of like. I was even so scared of like certain things that I would share because I was afraid that when I would share it, people would like not like me and unfollow me because it all stemmed back from being bullied and so, so picked on growing up that I have all the, and so I've been overcoming that and, and realizing like no ego. I am not that little fourth and fifth grade girl who got picked on all the time. I have lots of friends and I am a good friend and I, I am valuable. I have you know, so it's constant like that. There's that loop that will always be there, but I, I recognize it and I'm like, no, shut up. <laughs> this is who I am. But, um, so yeah, I mean, I still have that, but I keep trying to like get stronger and stronger and like keep showing up by trusting that even that's, what's the hard part seeing those hundred people falling off every single time, because it goes back to that I'm not valuable. They don't like me. I've upset them. I've like all that. And I'm like, no, it's okay. I am just not offering what they are in line with right now. And that's okay. I will drive those people who are in align with what I am sharing. I just have to remember that and not get discouraged by it until that number starts doing this instead. (laughs) Absolutely. And we have to, we have to learn how to get healthy validation, you know, that, that's real, you know? And that can be really hard when you are invest not only in your business, but you are also investing so much time in your children who aren't really probably, I mean, it, you know, maybe you, yours do because they're a little older, but kids don't really say, well, mom, like you sure are doing a great job at motherhood, you know? Um, and right now with isolation, we're away from our friends. It's, we're not getting that. Oh my gosh, that thing looks so great. Or, oh my gosh, like you're so smart with that idea. Those, a lot of those validations have fallen away. And so 
this is the time where we have to be digging really deep in ourselves and, and, and giving that peace to ourselves. And, you know, the, a similar thing happens to me. Again, it's just so funny because like, you know, my social media numbers are like laughable compared to some of these people that I work with, <laughs> but it's fine. Cause like I'm doing good work and I'm, again, I also try not to validate my worth based on my numbers, but it's like, you'll see four new followers, no. two, two have gone away five, you know, my, my numbers are smaller. So, so they're smaller waves, but it's, they were never my mm-hmm. follower to begin with. They saw a tag, they followed me hoping that I was going to follow them back. It's the same thing that's happening to you. It's just happening in larger scale because we're on a different scale. So just Mm. when that happens, just remember it's not about you. Nothing, none of this, none of other people's experience is about you. You're only responsible for putting out what you like, what makes you feel good, what makes you feel useful, and what makes you feel like you're making an impact. And the right people will pick it up and the rest of the people will go someplace else and it never had anything to do with you in the first place. So it's like your success is because you did something that made you feel good and you accomplished it and there is no such thing as failure. The only failure is not trying at all. Mm-hmm. I created this um, affirmation um, uh, the guidance of my what my coach and the mastermind she was um she said write your affirmations down and write them down like hand write them down because it does so much better for your brain with processing it and then I did one step further and um she's like if you also then verbally say them to yourself that is even more because in your brain hears you saying it to yourself so what I did was then I recorded it on my phone and I said it with like some meditation type music playing in the background. And I listen to it every single day um, to loop my brain into room. Cause when you hear yourself, I don't have to think about it. I can just hear myself saying it. Like I'm listening to a podcast. And um, so anytime I, I feel that or, or I'm scared or I'm worried or whatever, I go back to that and I, I listen to that. And so that's been very helpful. And I've been starting meditations. Like I've, I am a completely different person this, since January of this year than I was like before and I started listening to guided meditations and that has completely transformed me too because I've been able to recognize when I'm going through a thought process or like okay I'm feeling overwhelmed I'm going to go do this guided meditation for overwhelm and then after I just do this like journaling session and that helps me recognize where are these things stemming from what are these false beliefs how can I rephrase and reframe this exact same situation with different truths that are um, beneficial to me to believe. And so, um, so that's what I've been doing a lot too. And I just, I feel like I know there are great and big things coming for me, but at the same time, it's so hard because you don't see that you don't. And so, and I don't want to, I, I feel selfish saying that because I'm like, who am I? Again, the imposter syndrome. Who am I to say that I have great and big things ahead of me? Um, but I, I really do. I feel like there's, there's things that I don't even know. Like there's just, I just, I just know I have this bigger, bigger thing. And I don't know if that means that I'm just going to be impacting more people and more in their homes and whatever. I don't know. But um, yeah, I just... I just know that there's something else. This is just the beginning of 
me being able to affect and help women be empowered to transform their lives, to heal their bodies, to um, take control of their life. And so I'm just, that is me. That just makes me so excited. Amen, sister. (laughs) But it's hard when I'm like, okay, I'm not making any money right now. (laughs) Where's the proof of that? Okay. I finally got ad revenue on my blog. Now I can maybe start hiring a BA or something because I am, I, I, like, again, I don't, I have 30 recipes waiting to put on my blog. I don't have the time to put them on. So I need to hire a a blog writer or a recipe blighter for me so I can do that because hopefully I'll get the revenue from those recipes in more ads um, for more traffic. So yeah, it's, yeah, it's hard to like, okay, I have this little bit of money come in now. I need to, it's just going right back out because I need to hire help because I can't scale without more help. But look at those dials. Like, what I would like, like an activity I'd like you to do is to draw your spokes, draw your wheel with your spokes and then figure out, give yourself a check mark. What are the things that make you money and what are the things that don't? And then figure out how you can spend more energy on the things that make you money and less energy on the things that you don't. Because so often we feel like X, Y, and Z are so, so critically important to our business when actually, if we just, we could, we could stop it entirely and the business would be fine. And then we would have all this space to be doing these other things. And I think that that's, mm-hmm. I think that, that, that is going to be huge for you because I think that there's a lot of stuff that you're doing because you feel like you should, or that's what this person did, or that's what your audience expects, or that's what you've been doing for so long. But you really got to look at those, those revenue markers and figure out what you can dial up and what you can scale back. And then also like put your kids to work. I've tried and they've honestly right now with homeschool, they're like overwhelmed. They're like on the computer so much that they're like, I just want to be off. And I'm like, I get it. And yeah. one of them, one of them's totally giving me tons of pushback. She's like, I don't want to do it. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, well, Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, but figure, and, figure out, yeah. figure out what you can let go of and what you need to and invest I was like, in. With, with recipes, I'm like, there is still huge, like possibilities for instant pot. Cause there's still, it's still new. So there's still like a lot more traffic driving from that. So my always, my, what I told my husband, I'm like, they're going to come for the instant pot and stay when they see the home, <laughs> but they'll find me from the instant pot with, um, that's how they found me with my Instagram and from my, um, most of my revenue, all of my revenue or like all the people coming over to my blog right now are coming over for instant pot stuff right now, uh, except for a gluten-free recipe for bread. But, um, other than that, they're coming over for that. And so I'm like, they're kind of come over for that. And then they're going to see my home stuff and then stay for the home. But, um, but my other thing was like, well, how much money do I, do I want to put money into a blog writer? Um, so that, but maybe I'll get more revenue. But if I do, I could get tons more revenue. So it's like, that's kind of the gamble that I'm like, okay, I I do want to spend that money into someone who does real good killer SEO research and writes a good blog post because that could be huge revenue. But it might not. There's a gamble with that. You never know. Mm-hmm. And then Google can do an update. Right. And then all your revenue just goes, because your traffic could like totally dip. So yeah. That that's a gamble with blogging. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yes, you know, and and it's something that you might want to think about is like, 
are there, is there a product that could align with what it is that you're doing in the Instapot space? Like, could you, could you create a product that is the, you know, whatever Instapot soup mix? And it's this beautiful thing that could go into home stores. I don't know, but I, I think that where you need to be thinking is like, you need to start doing some visual mapping. You're good at visual mapping. Yeah. What is your core business? What are your offerings? What makes you money? What doesn't? What products or services could you attach to those offerings? Like you've been really focusing on niching down, niching down, niching down, niching mm-hmm. down. Um, but I, I don't know. Some of this stuff is not monetizable. And, so, and so, you know, some of the stuff that you're doing and you're spending time doing, like I don't, I don't see where the money is going to come from. So mm-hmm. you need to be able to see where the money's co- going to come from or you need to not be doing it. It either needs to impact people or make you money. And if it doesn't do either of those things, you let go of it. If it does both of these things, you double down. Okay. Yeah, and that's that's why I was planning on doing with this boot camp. Um, doing this boot camp, doing this room, and then I'll do another room and I'll fine tune it. And then I was going to put it into a course and then people can join the course. And then that's evergreen. I don't have to be on that except for like what I'm offering for like my Facebook community when I'm like, hey, here's or do like a monthly live or something like sure. that and or whatever. So right. that's my end goal with that. I'm like, okay, I'm going to focus on each boot camp will be different rooms and then at the end, I'll have this content. I'll have more poly- and I might do the rooms a couple times. So then I'll have a nice polished like course. Um, and so then I'll have a full spectrum of here's a cheaper. And then from the um, boot camps that I'm going to do, I'm going to do. I, I don't have it yet because I haven't gone through it yet. But I'll have some smaller offerings. I'm like here. Here's how to purchase my um, styling the room guide for thirty dollars. And so there's some smaller things or like even a ninety seven dollar product. And then, um, and then we'll have a three to $500 product and then I'll have a $900 product and the $900 product is going to be more like a mastermind or, um, a f- like more like consultations with me as an interior designer or a home coach or whatever, like an evaluation of that. So, um, so that's eventually going to be like what my whole suite is. So that way people can still work with me at different levels, whatever is available for them or what they're comfortable with. Um, so Yeah. And, and I know that you have been, you know, sort of stepping away from Instapot and I, Instapot, and I wouldn't have said this if you hadn't said that you love the food photography piece so much and you still need to feed your family. But I could also imagine a product that is like a weekly service where you send them the weekly menu and it's the shopping list and it's the recipes for that week. Um, you know, I know you already have your freezer meal cookbooks, like you already have all these things. Mm-hmm. So like... Keep thinking about it as like the home. Home coach thing. It, the services to make you be more efficient. The Yeah, all that. And it's not mm-hmm. like, don't go in, don't lean into interior decorator. Don't, don't mm-hmm. lean in there. Home coach. Mm-hmm. And like, okay. think about those three words. It's like empowerment. It's efficiency. It's whatever. Like... Do, do yeah, that empowerment, piece of work. efficiency, wellness. Yes, yeah. do that piece of work. I have, um, I have my mission, vision, values workshop that you would for sure benefit from taking. 
Um, and I can send that to you if you're interested in it. Um, I ha- I recorded it last time I gave it so you can get the workbook and the thing and just do it. But I feel like you really need to understand your core values where you really need to be able to articulate um, your, your, everyone talks about it, mission, vision, values, but I, I do it backwards. So it's values, vision, mission, but you need to be able to articulate that. And for every single thing that you do needs to fit in that. And I think, mm-hmm. I think it can very easily. I think you just need to do a little bit more work on polishing it up and getting really, really clear. But I think you're just like, you're like two steps away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I did buy the, I bought the book and the workbook, the Simon Sinek, find your why Oh, good. and start with why. Um, and he has this exercise where you're supposed to find someone who knows you, but it's not a family member and you're supposed to like go through this whole thing. I'm like, well, can't do that right now. And I don't know yeah. anyone who has three hours to spend on the phone to do that yeah. right now too. So I'm like, um, but I feel like, like I do know my why, but I just, I need to ar- be able to articulate it in a very short elevator pitch. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, you'll get there. <laughs> All right. Well, how yeah. do you feel? I feel good. I feel like that make it just it just makes more sense um to just keep doing what i'm doing trust that even even though it's not necessarily niche down to just home it can still work because i'm trying to do it under the umbrella of home coach and so that does um that does help me feel like that is why i still have those pieces that are very important to me that I haven't been able to just drop off. Yeah. Yeah. Great. You've been listening to Going Legit. I hope you're walking away with a new idea, a new perspective, or perhaps a new sense of what might be possible. Please take a moment to send a silent wish of hope to our subject. It takes vulnerability and bravery to step up in such a bold and public way. And for that, we can all be grateful. If you'd like to be a guest on this podcast, you can apply at goinglegit.co. You can also go there for resources, tools, and some workshops that are available on demand. This episode was produced by me, Rachel Dorsey. It's executive produced by Bone and Gold, edited by Chelsea DeCuba, with original music by Taylor Joshua Rankin. If you liked what you heard, please leave us a review, and please, please, please share with your friends. I'm Rachel Dorsey. Thank you for listening. Mm